Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. I want to talk to you about this whole thought of faith works. Now, I know work is a four-letter word, but it's not dirty. Uh, and I'm stunned about how much Pastor Rob pressed on that issue of work because, uh, listen, wherever you're at, 30 years ago, I went from being a business owner about to buy my first home, buy my first home and build it for cash. And when I talk about cash, I'm talking about cash. And uh, I went from that to losing everything, quarter million dollars and going to sign up to work for a job. And on day one, they sent me two metres underground under what they called the uh, blast pit, two metres, uh, two storeys underground to clean out the dirt from underneath the conveyor belts. What I didn't know is that conveyor belt had never been completely cleaned out in the previous 10 years. I, I wasn't told that, I was just sent down there to clean it out. It took me five days, 10 hours a day. I can remember coming up out of the ladder on the Friday and for me it was an early day because it was three o'clock. On the farm you used to finish at seven o'clock in the night. It was three o'clock and I was getting an early day, still getting paid for the 10 hours. And as I came up, I was black from head to foot with dust. All you could see was the white of my teeth. And as I pulled my helmet off, my superintendent was at the top of the ladder. He smiled at me and said, I have never seen that before. This is what? He says, you've been down in this place where guys last for two hours on average. You've been there five days. You've got a broken wheelbarrow and a broken broom. And that place down there has not looked like that since we installed this machine over 10 years ago. Come with me. He took me to the next guy's office and says, this guy cannot work on a shovel anymore. He's got too much of a great work ethic to be wasted down there shoveling. That was for the people online. Read my lips. To those joining us online, thank you for turning off the distractions and giving the attention that the Word of God needs today so that it can have a change in your life. I wanna talk to you about the fact that faith works. We are not of the ilk, not of the group, not of the whatever that just thinks we are blabber and grab it, say it and have it. There are some truths in some of those principles, but I wanna talk to you today about this whole thing of use it or lose it. If you don't use your faith, you'll lose the faith. If you don't use the Word of God, you will not get the power that God intended you to get when you accessed it. Today, you are getting access to the supernatural power of God. The the ability for God to impregnate you with His multiplying DNA, with His abundant life DNA, with His health giving DNA. But if you disregard this moment, you won't access the power that's available. We came from this text of Scripture in Matthew chapter 25, verse 29. And it was the story of the three servants. Two did well with what they were given. And the last guy hid what he was given in the ground. And Jesus used this parable to teach truth about the Kingdom. And at the end of it, Jesus said, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. Someone say abundance. Someone say abundance. Say super abundance. Say super wealthy, super healthy. 
You notice how people just slowly but surely got awkward with some of the things I got them to say because we're not attuned to living abundance. We're not attuned to wealth that God has for us. And I'm not talking about just cash. I'm talking about the wealth of life that God wants for each and every one of us. But from those who do nothing, say nothing. Those who do nothing. But for those who do nothing, even what they have will be taken away. Now, Throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When I met with our preaching team a few weeks ago, I says, I wanna teach the church down, the, down this principle of the law of use. And when we kind of talked about it, the team said, oh, that, that title doesn't sound real good because it sounds a bit whatever. And can we use this term, use it or lose it? I went, great, yeah, but we're still teaching the truth about the law of use. And the law of use is whatever you use, you'll get more of. But if you don't use what you have, you'll lose what even you do have. And so there's no good, it's no good us living in this Centrelink mentality. Nothing wrong with Centrelink. Thank God for Centrelink. Everybody say Amen. But I'm not living there. I wanna live in the zone where God has given me something and the little that He's giving me, if I use it and invest it, it will multiply. The guy that was given the one talent, he probably had a victim mentality. Why did I get one and they got five? Why did he get one and he got 10? If I had 10, I could do something. God, if you give me $10,000, I'd give you a thousand. No, you wouldn't because you got a hundred and you won't give him 10 right now. Oh, that was for those listening online. Shit, anyway. The greatest communicator that ever stepped foot on the planet captivated audiences by his ability to tell stories. In fact, not just any stories, but stories that had within them the power to transform our outlook on life, on love, on spirituality and on success. He lived in a time and culture, not like today, it was void of the communication devices that we've become accustomed to. Yes, I'm talking about Jesus. He told stories that would preach truth about the Kingdom. And when he did that, in fact, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 13 that he never spoke to the crowds without telling stories. Uh, and then he referred to one of his stories, one of his parables as the golden parable. Essentially, he was saying, you know what, guys, this parable has the username and password. It has the fingerprint. It has the facial recognition that you need for every other story that I have. Side note, it's interesting. It's really concerning to me when I go to my phone, I pick it up and flip it open. And the first thing it says to me is face not recognised. I'm like stunned. It's only face I've got. And I put it in there. But Jesus said with this parable, if you understand this parable, if you understand this story, you'll be able to understand all the other stories that Jesus told. So if we wanna understand the law of use, you have gotta understand this parable. Can I read it to you? Mark 4 verse three, listen. A farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across the field, some of the seed fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon withered under the hot sun. And since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. So they produced no grain. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. And they sprouted, grew and produced a crop that was 30, 60 and even 100 times as much as been planted. Then he said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Now check around the room, see if you can find someone that doesn't have ears. 
It's interesting they said that anyone that has ears, let him hear. Jesus was really saying, you know what, when you're listening, make sure you're listening. This parable is so deep in Revelation, so broad in its application, that Jesus had to go down and break it down and explain it to the disciples a second time so they could capture the power. And I think I need to do the same today. Reading on from verse 15, uh, 13, Jesus said to them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? The, plant, the farmer plants seed by taking God's Word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come in at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's Word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's Word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's Word and produce a harvest of 30, 60 or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Faith works. Interesting. At first glance, this is what you find. Everyone that hears the Word of God, whether they read it, study it or it's preached to them, gains access to the supernatural power locked up on the inside, the power to multiply, the power to move into abundant life. It doesn't work if you don't work it. It doesn't work if you don't work it. When you work it, you get a return in proportion to your spiritual skill. You don't get a reward for participating. Let's give them a ribbon, they participated. You don't get a, you don't get a reward for participating in church. I went to church. I went to Connect Group as well. <laughs> I even joined a ministry team. You don't get a reward for participating. You get a reward for applying the Word of God into your life in the area where you wanna see change, in the area where you wanna see growth, in the area where you wanna see breakthrough. You get a reward because you work the Word. You don't work relationships, work the floor. I can remember being at a conference and I'm overseeing this guy and he's supposed to be hosting me, but he spends the whole night walking around the room talking to others and I came back and said, dude, I come to visit your church and you wanted me to help, but you've been all, oh, I've been working the room. Uh, didn't you invite me in to come and help you? to kind of get out of a rut you've been in for a few years, yeah? How's this work in the room working for you? You don't get a reward from work in the room, you get a reward for working the Word. If you don't use the Word, you lose the power you gained access to. There's three reasons here that Jesus said followers become unfruitful. The Bible says we don't work for our salvation, but it also says that we have to work out our salvation. Did you catch that? You don't work for it, but you do got to outwork it in your life. And here Jesus says there's three reasons followers are unfruitful. Number one, they don't deal with the birds. They can fly over, but don't let them land. The text says the birds came and ate it. You know, uh, it represents, through the text, Jesus says this represents, birds represent 
non-believers in the ear of the believer saying things like, they just wanna brainwash you. Well, listen, friend, we've all been brainwashed. I've just chosen who washes my brains. That's the difference. The cynical saints that mock or cast suspicion on the preacher also represent the birds. Self-appointed theologians that pick away at the teaching, pick away at the teaching. They represent the birds. You've got to deal with the birds. In our street, in our estate, we have olive trees that someone decided to plant to make it all look nice. And it's great. Recently, they went into full bloom. They're lush and they're laden with olives, almost ready for picking. They're not ready, they're almost ready. And they were doing great up until a few days ago. I drove into my street a few days ago and there is the annual visitation of the cockatoos. And like all these lush green trees now look white, just like snow had fallen over them. And by the time I drove into my street, I could just see the carnage all over the ground. Leaves and twigs and olives that haven't yet ripened, falling to the ground, these lush, fruitful, fruit-laden trees are now being shredded and destroyed because the birds landed on the trees. It's interesting that those trees that were ready to be so fruitful and so helpful are now useless because the birds landed on them. Can I say this to you? Don't let the birds land on your tree. You've got to deal with the birds. It's okay for them to fly overhead, but don't let them land. Even if they fly overhead and do some bombing on you, it doesn't matter. It won't make a difference. You can dust that stuff off. Well, wipe it, wash it, hose it, whatever. But the reality is you've got to deal with the birds. Here, Jesus said, you know what? When this seed comes into your life, if you don't deal with the birds, you'll be unfruitful. The Word of God is not bird feed. It's faith seed. Don't be a bird. Don't be a bird. And don't let the birds land on you. Be good ground and receive the seed. Actually, when teaching this portion of Scripture, I normally only focus on what it means to be good ground because I believe this morning, both online and in room, I'm speaking to good good ground. If you don't say amen, people are gonna think you're a bird. Come on, help me out. (laughs) Nobody just got started. Proverbs 4 verse 20, listen to this. This is so powerful. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. You know what? If farmers dealt with their seed the way most Christians treat the Word of God, continents right now would die of starvation. Look after the seed. The second reason Jesus said that followers can become unfruitful is they carry underlying issues. The text says they had soil, but it had underlying rock. It represents a hard heart or a hard head. Don't be mistaken, it's not just a hard heart that can stop the Word being effective. It's also a hard head, closed off to taking hold of your own life of faith, been hurt, let down, taken advantage of in the past. Now suspicion rules. They want sympathy, not solutions. They say it's all too hard. Or or this other famous saying right now, it's all good. Have you noticed when people say it's all good, it's actually not all good? It's just like mediocrity. (laughs) Whatever will be, will be. But Jesus said here that often there's an underlying issue. Now, I know that most of you went to the obvious stuff and if that obvious stuff is there, deal with it. 
disobedience, rebellion, sin, whatever. Yeah, deal with it. But, but often that underlying issue can just be a hardness in the area of the heart, a hardness in the area of the head. And we close ourselves off to the seed coming in and actually impregnating us with the Word of God, carrying underlying issues. Underlying issues are people at church, they're all just hypocrites. Listen, if this pulpit is God and this is the hypocrite, and this hypocrite stops me coming to church. Guess who's closer to God than I am? The hypocrite. Listen, I, if you go into business, if you go into the sporting arena, if you go into community groups, you'll find hypocrites there. And guess what? You'll find them here in church as well. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to allow the hypocrite to get between me and God. I'm going to make sure that I do not allow an underlying issue like that stop me getting hold of the supernatural power of God that can change a person's life, especially my own. The third reason Jesus said is that they were choked. There was too many things going on in their life. The text says thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Their faith, these people have not become fruitful in the area of the Word of God because their faith takes a back seat to other priorities. Family priorities, work priorities, sport, fitness, socialising, worldly success, approval from someone else is more important to the word of, to their life of faith, the journey of faith. Can I encourage you this morning? Because you are good ground, you know how to shift everything around so that while you might have some priorities, your priorities don't override your values. You heard me mention their family gets in the way and I, I could hear other voices in the room saying, oh, you can't put family ahead of all this stuff, can you? Well, here's an interesting text from Joshua in the Old Testament. He, said, he made this classic statement. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know what he didn't say? As for me and my house, we will go to church when it's convenient. As for me and my house, we will go to church on Sundays when we don't just need some family time. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know what Joshua said as a father of his home? You know what? As for me and my house, my first priority is to lead my family in the model of serving God with all of my heart. Serving God. Birds, underlying issues, those that were choked, just got too busy. But then you come to fertile soil. Don't you love fertile soil? Productive and responsive. Let me land this for you and try and give you some, something to hold on to for the week ahead. The farm is your heart. When the seed is sown into your heart, it will produce according to the condition of your heart. The heart of man is the production centre of life. Everything on the outside of a person's life is really a reflection of a person's heart. Things just got real. Genesis 8 verse 22. I need some answers to these questions after I read the verse. God said to Noah, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Could you shout out the answers to this question? Do we still experience cold and heat today? Winter and summer? Night and day? We do. What God was saying there, this has not changed. You're still going to have cycles. You're still going to have seasons. 
you're still going to have separation, cycles, cold and heat, seasons, winter and summer, separation, day and night. It's called seed time and harvest or productivity. And I just loved how prophetic Pastor Rob was at offering time. We're touching on this before I talked about it. Because the reality is right now, God is looking for us as followers of Christ to become fruitful, to become productivity centres everywhere we go. And if that's in your workplace, be the most productive, fruit-bearing person in your workplace. If it's in community, if it's in church, no matter where it is, God wants you to tap into this supernatural ability that is in His Word where you can multiply and increase, where you can cause change in every single area of your life. We need to listen, to understand. If your struggle is negativity, the Word of God is full of faith-filled prophecies that are positive. If your weakness is timidity, God has strength and courage for you today. If you lack anything, you can ask God and the Bible says He will give it to you abundantly. But you see, it's not enough to hear and accept the truth of God's Word. We've got to act on it. We've got to do something with it. We've got to put action to it. And you say, oh, but I'm scared. I have some advice for you. If you're scared about stepping out, do it scared. Do it scared. Guess what? You do it scared and all of a sudden the fear leaves, courage comes in and God shows up. Do it scared. But I don't have much. Give your last meal. Give your last meal. God will turn your will turn that famine into a feast. He does it every time. He, he, he grabs one meal and turns it into a feast that feeds thousands. I'm just waiting on God. I have some advice for you. I have some advice. It's really good advice if you're waiting on God. How many people, you're waiting on God? I have some really good wait. I have some really, really, really good advice for you. If you're waiting on God, here's my advice. Stop waiting. Get up and do something. If you get moving, he even said it. I'm sure you got my notes. Make the first move and God will add His super to your natural. There seems to be four bones in every organisation. There does seem to be four bones in every organisation. Wish bones, wishing somebody would do something about the problem. Jaw bones, doing all the talking, but very little else. Knuckle bones. Those who knock everything. And then backbones, those who carry the brunt of the load and do most of the work. I don't know about you, but I want to be a backbone, not a wishbone, not a knucklebone or a knucklehead. Uh, I shouldn't have added that. Father, forgive me. I have sinned in the presence of all of your people. But you know what? More than anything, if you look upon the landscape or horizon of your faith journey and you see any area that doesn't match the promise of God, you can get started right now. Start with the small thing. Start with the little thing and watch God make it grow. God seems to be an expert at taking little things and making them big things. Start small. In Zechariah 4.10, God says to Zerubbabel, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Now, if you go back to the story, Zerubbabel is about to rebuild the temple. And here it says that God starts rejoicing. You could say He started throwing a party. 
when Zerubbabel just started to mark out what he was about to do, to have the plumb line in place, it's just the starting point for a building. But you know what? God rejoices when you do the little things. He rejoices when you get started with the little things. But you know what? God loves it when you get started, but He gets personally involved when you keep going. And so wherever you're at today, keep going with receiving the Word, sowing the Word and allowing the Word to grow. The Word works if you work it. I think, you know, in times past, for whatever reason, the faith message has just come with this thing and thought that it's all just about words and confessions and things being said and not done. But you know what? The power really comes, not when you just hear the Word and accept it, but when you act on it, step out and do that scary thing and let God produce the results before your very eyes. Receive the Word. Sow the Word. Grow the Word. That's how faith works. God loves that. As we're coming into land, I want to come down to this Scripture in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Jesus calling to the crowd, calling the crowd, sorry, to join His disciples, He said to them, if any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. I think I would be doing an injustice to my responsibility to serve God. To not just bring this portion of Scripture back into all of our focus, because I think this whole truth has somehow been overlooked in the Christian world, especially for those of us that have been around a while. We've adjusted to try and stay contemporary and relevant and all those other things. But here's the truth for those listening online and in room. This is what Jesus said is a prerequisite for following Him. He said, if anyone, I could say it this way, every single person who ever wants to follow me, if anyone of you wants to follow, be my follower, you must give up your own way and take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, if you try to hang on to, uh, hang on to your woke life, if you try to hold on to your politically correct life, if you try to hold on to your hard-headed life, if you try to hold on to stubbornness, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. If you don't use the Word, you'll lose the power of the Word. If you're not happy with the fruit bearing area of your world, have a look at the Word area of your world. I'm hesitant to use the terminology, but I think it's going to be helpful. 44 times in the New Testament, the word sperma is translated into the word, word referring to the Word of God or seed. In some translations, it's seed of the Word of God. It's where we get our English word sperm from. And I don't need to do a birds and bees chat to do the rest of it. You've worked it out. But literally, when the Word is preached, literally when we study the Word, read the Word, God is trying to impregnate our spirit with that promise. And if we'll allow it to go into our heart, 
it will conceive and grow. And that's the first phase. In fact, the parable that Jesus told in Mark chapter four of the farmer is really trying to teach us that God is the master farmer and we are the farm. Our hearts, are, is, is the farm is our heart and He owns the farm. I wanna be the master farmer, but I'm not. I, I, I can be a farm hand, keep the weeds out, shoo off the birds, get the scarecrows out if you need to, whatever you gotta to do to look after the tree. But ultimately God owns the farm. I can be the farm hand, maybe even the farm manager. I'm probably more, more often than not the farm manager. You should be too, looking after this farm. Keep the birds off. Make sure there's no underlying issues. Pretty important. Don't allow life to be crowded out, your life of faith to be crowded out and you will see God do incredible things. Work the Word into every area of your life. When I do come in contact, I'm trying to remember the, the uh, terminology pastor used, he used was that pastors gravitate towards those who are working. And it's true because we know the moment someone is carrying that kind of DNA, if they apply that in the natural, they'll apply it also in the spiritual. And that changes everything. It's how you can build a life of abundance. When Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly, it was Zoe life. Super abundant in quantity and superior quality. I want to pray with you now. Father, thank You that this Word deposited into our hearts will bring forth a harvest on Your Word, 30, 60, 100 fold. God, we're going to be happy with returns on Your Word, even if it's at 30 fold level. But God, ultimately, we're all pursuing maximum harvest potential, 100 fold. So today, God, we, when it comes to Your Word, we understand that faith works. So we're gonna have the backbone to carry the brunt of the load to work Your Word into our world. In Jesus' Name. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.